Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Alfa Romeo Driver podcast, brought to you by the Alfa Romeo Owners Club. I'm Guy Swarbrick and this afternoon I'm going to be talking about the events the club's running and attending over the coming months with club chairman and events director John Griffiths. Good afternoon, John. Hello, Guy. So we are just at the start of a really hectic season of events. So obviously with two years of COVID, it's the biggest year of events we've had for, for a while, but I might even be the biggest year of events we've had ever. So I thought we'd start, we're going to talk about all the events that are coming up. I thought we'd start with a, a recap of our opening event of the year and, and Spring Alpha Day. Yeah, I mean, Spring Alpha Day this year at Burley House was extremely enjoyable. To get blue skies was was just just perfect. Our event that we last held there was in 2010, and uh, it was a very similar uh, April day with uh, around 350 cars along. For this one, we sold out with 500, which was just brilliant. But seeing the blue skies again and the the, uh, the lovely backdrop of the hall, it just brought great memories back for me. But I think probably the most rewarding thing of the whole day was the feedback that Nick and myself got through different channels from people who'd been to the, that was their first AROC Alpha show. And they were just amazed by it all. They just completely loved it. And I think in the next magazine, we're going to have a, a few of the, the, those comments taken into, into the report of the whole event. But that's what we always have to remember. I, I think back through you know, 20, 30 years of AROC events, and I'm always doing little comparisons in my head. But for many people, given the, the number of new members we have every year, it's their first one. So sometimes when things to us may feel a little bit familiar, we always got to put, put that kind of head on as if it was your, your very first one. I remember back to, gosh, 1985, I think it was my first A-Rock event, which was at Stanford Hall and taking my Alpha Sud along and it just it was just fantastic. And that stayed with me for all these many 35 plus years uh, and now involved with designing them from the outset. I, I always put that kind of head back as to what would I enjoy as part of it. And Spring Alpha Day very much captured that. We got a tremendous arrange, uh, arrangement of cars. We didn't do it by um, direct model type this time. We did it by age group. And I think that worked really well. There's a, sometimes a danger with the event layouts. It, it becomes a bit us and them, but the, the shape of the bowl there in the deer park really lent itself to what we were trying to do. And putting stripes of red cars on the green lawns, I think, worked, worked superbly. So it's really, really chuffed with how that went. And then to actually, I think probably the other, my other favourite was the, the row of nine Zoe yellow Spider 916s <laughs> that, that attended. That, that's the kind of subgroup within the 916 register. Yeah. And they'd hoped to get six cars there, but in the end, there were nine on the day. So what you might think is an incredibly rare alpha appeared common. <laughs> it's a bit like the limited edition of the 939 Spider, though, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. it's actually, everybody assumes it's, it's rare, and it's actually one of the more common after red. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I missed Spring Alpha Day. Mm. I was I was stuck in a, a velodrome in Glasgow for the duration. So uh, well, not the same. It, 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 it's good. No, it was probably hotter. <laughs> Uh, it was great to see that it went so well. I, I guess the other one that we should talk about, although um, it's actually happening as this podcast is released, um, is, is Southwest Alpha Day and another really nice venue, Ford Abbey, mm. which is uh, actually, although it's called Ford Abbey, it's a kind of stately home and gardens on the site of a, a former abbey. Anybody who's a cinema buff will have seen the the interior of the house in the the latest adaptation of Far From the Madding Crowd. And, uh -huh. and I think that there'll have been lots 
to kind of see and do in the gardens around there. And and certainly at the at time of recording, the weather forecast was was warm and dry, if not that sunny. So uh, as a photographer, that's perfect for me. I like a little bit of cloud cover to give me a, yeah. a kind of natural light box. Yeah. As long as the, as long as the rain stays away. No, not too too many sharp shadows and glare. Yeah. And not <laughs> shooting into the sun. No. So that's uh, Southwest Alpha Day. As I say, that that's today, effectively. And then the next event is Scottish Italian Car Day, um, which is on the 29th of May. That's at Hopeton House, uh, which uh, another grand house with beautiful grounds on the on the Firth of Forth, just outside Edinburgh. Yeah. It's described as Scotland's finest stately home. And we've been using that as a venue for quite a while, I think. Yeah, that's right. I remember the reports of it uh, over past years in the magazine. I've not made it up there myself, but obviously Nick Wright goes up with the events van and, and has a thoroughly good time up there with the hospitality too. Yeah, and it, it's one of those, and there's a couple more that we'll talk about over the course of the podcast, but it's one of those events that's, you know, it's organised by the club, but it's a, it's a multi-mark Italian car day. So we organise that on behalf of uh, of all the Italian car owners. I'm I'm half Scottish, so I have to be careful what I say. But the, the weather's <laughs> not always the best no. in Scotland, and, and and I think one of the nice things about that venue, and and I know one of the things that you often look for when you're organising Mick Car, is that the frontage of the house is a huge gravel area. So if yeah. if the weather does take a turn for the worse, the cars aren't all going to get stuck in the mud. Yeah, it's quite important that one. Is is your hard standing? <laughs> yeah, I think there's fifty percent off for um, for people who want to go to the house and grounds as well. If you are interested in going to Scottish Italian Car Day, I think you have to buy those house and grounds discounted tickets in advance. Yeah, um, the details of that are, are on the club's website when you when you book your event ticket. And actually, I'll be at that one. Oh, super! Um, so I'll be literally flying the flag for the Thames Valley section because we have a a new flag, <laughs> and and there are still a few tickets available. I think. Yeah, 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 there certainly are. I think that we've had quite a switch actually post-pandemic to advanced ticket sales. Uh, it's beneficial on on numerous levels. And some of these bigger venues like Burley House are still open to the general public. We've got to get the cars in as quickly as possible and not handling cash makes such a difference. And thanks to the pandemic, more and more people are used to doing online purchasing and so on. And uh, it just really works and just Swift, you know, swiftens the entire process up for getting people in. And that's going to be true of most of the events that we're going through today. The next of which is um, it's one near and dear to your heart, which is Mitcar. Absolutely. Midlands Italian Car Day was uh, actually first event was 2001 and was the brainchild of uh, my uh, dear departed friend, Brian Alexander, who was uh, not. Uh, not only our East Midlands section chairman, but the area organiser for the Ferrari Owners Club. And uh, much as we enjoyed the Auto Italian events, we thought it'd be rather good fun to do, you know, a relatively small scale one in the Midlands and make it a very relaxed affair. Uh, now, 20 editions later, we've only missed one. We've taken in a heck of a lot of different venues around the around the Midlands, but we've now started from scratch. So we're going back this time on the 19th of June, which is Father's Day to Kettleston Hall near Derby, which was the uh, the first venue that we used back in 2001. We were able to keep the price down to just £10 per car for all occupants. And we've got a, if people do, that takes you into the, the whole show itself, plus the extensive gardens and grounds, the shop, the restaurant and so on. And uh, it's also got 
uh, a special deal on if you want to go in the house. It's just five pounds per person you can pay on the day. And you say smaller events, but um, mm. it's, it's turned into a pretty big event, Mitcar, these days, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, it has now. It certainly has. Uh, our biggest one was nearly 500 cars at Chatsworth House a few years back. Uh, last year, we were at the British Motor Museum with it, and that had 400 along. Oh, just over that. And it, it's actually turned out to be the biggest gathering of uh, baths last year with 89 of them turning up of all shapes and sizes. So we get half of the audience is always Alfa Romeo's. It's, we know with, with, with a big club out there, of course, with, with A-Rock. And it's got the cars with the biggest following. So there's always a great selection of Alphas at Midcar. has been right from the year dot with it. But we also get some nice exotics along, a nice support from the Fiat Motor Club and and the other branches of the Fiat followers. Fiat Coupes were were there in some good number last year. And then you get the old odd exotics coming along too, which which often capture the headlines. So it's it's looking really good for Kettleston this year. Now, funnily enough, we're not on hard standing (laughs) (laughs) and it's near a brook. But apart from that... (laughs) What could uh, possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) But we'll have some tractors on hand. Joking apart, it's well-trodden, firm ground, so we shouldn't have any issues. It's not not too steep a a slope into the water. Well, Midcar last year was one of the two attempts I had to get the two Quadrifoglio badged 939 series cars along. We got one. We got Carlo's... Um, Mila Melia yeah, along yeah. Um, and one to National Alpha Day so I'm, I'm going to have another go to get them both at Midcarb It's shaping up to be really good they're really friendly people there at the organising with the National Trust at Geddleton Hall and it's shaping up well There are some non-club events that we're always well represented at that we'll talk about later that yeah. you know kind of slip into the order here but in terms of, of club events the, the next one is is Cotswold Alpha Day on the 10th of July and I have to say that that's one of my favourite events. And it's partly because the Cotswolds is such a, a lovely part of the world, but mostly the, the section manages to combine, I think, as as good a, a show and shine event as anybody else mm. with the, the Giro Panoramico, the, um, the cross-country treasure hunt to get you to the venue in the first place, which is That's always right. in- incredibly good fun. Yeah, I went on it last year for the first time in a little while and uh, thoroughly enjoyed that. Alex had done a, a super route again. Although I didn't stay on the whole of it, I, I cut off early to try and get some photos of the cars coming into the venue. And uh, we also managed to escape the, the worst of the weather that day too. But it's it's a great deal of fun, it really is. Yeah, it is. And, and uh, this year, the Giro starts in, in Morton in March, which is a, a, a nice venue to, to start off with. Mm. And then it's a 68-mile route, which is, yeah. Yeah, it might be another good reason for some people to to cut out early to get to the venue, but yeah. sixty eight miles to the to the main event, which is at Cotswold Wildlife Park. So it's another venue mm. that I think has uh, yeah has something for all the family. And there's discounted yeah. admission into the the wildlife park as well. And of course, yeah. if you don't want to do the Giro, um, and as yeah. as we both said, it's it's great fun. You can go straight to the the wildlife park and just buy tickets for the the show and shine bit. But mm. I would recommend yeah. the Giro if you can. We had the spring spring alpha day there. I think it was around 2012, and unfortunately, it, it was also at the, the time of a hurricane <laughs> that was coming across. So we got horizontal rain <laughs> uh, striking across, but people took cover in the wildlife park, covered areas too. But uh, it, it was a bit of a challenge that day. So fingers crossed for a much better much better weather on the 10th of July. It'll also be it'll be my grandson's first alpha event. He's a He's an Alpha Nut and Alpha Romeo driver reader, as you'd expect, Marvelous. even though he's only three. <laughs> but his, his, his mum drives a cash guy, so she'll, she'll be parking in the main car park. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then bringing him along to have some, some fun with the rest of us. Great stuff. So that's Cotswold Alpha Day. And then the next one is Little Event on the 7th of August. Yeah, so we've had to move National Alpha Day back this year to this, to August from its normal June date. So we've, we've done a swap with the normal Mick car calendar, basically. And we're back at Vista Heritage. The main reason for the date change being Vista's become incredibly popular with so many car clubs now. And it has a number of its own events, of course, like their scrambles, as they call it, that trying to get an available weekend is very tricky. But this should work for many, I hope. And with a bit of luck, we'll be away from the kind of late spring showers. But I'm not going to tempt fate by saying that. In fact, you can edit that out. But Vista Heritage is a super venue. We're going to change it up this year. It's the second time we've been to it. Of course, last time was... Third you know, time. Caught, third time, sorry. It's the third time we've been to it. And it, last time was very much the court coming off the bottle after all the COVID restrictions, of course. And it was fantastic to get 1,150 alphas along and uh, 1,800 people, I think, which was our limit. So it sold out. We're going to have a, a slightly different layout this time. We've got a number of new things planned. I'm not going to give all the games away. We like to keep a few things under our hats, things get set up. It's going to include some music, I'll say that, or something completely different. It's not you singing through the bullhorn, is there's it? No, no, there's no. no singing, no singing from me, but there will be singing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've got we've got a range of activities in the planning and some some different areas for parking as well. We're going to use a site slightly different, whilst keeping the favourites in full intentions to keep the classic cars parking around the lovely avenues of trees and buildings. And we'll be doing. Everybody asks uh, why aren't all the different businesses open? The problem is with events on every weekend, the staff do like the odd Sunday off. Now, we'll be trying again to get as many open as possible. And we are aware of some kind of businesses that are associated with AROC. And we'll be doing our best to, to get those uh, those front doors open. But we hope to have the distillery open, sorry, the gin distillery and the craft brewery operating, which are Those, those are the two important ones. And, and our key feedback from the last one was there weren't enough coffee outlets and one of them broke. So that's that's top of the list of rider things that we're, we're going to have lined up for this. But very much looking forward to it. Tickets are on sale, I believe, through aroc-uk.com. There'll be places for non-members too, uh, of a limited number. But of course, we want uh, as many members as possible to come along on the day and get those cars lined up by model group. Uh, we'll have the uh, concourse event and the show and shine as ever. Proper serious competition. We'll have uh, stands from a lot of the club supporters like Pirelli, for example, and Revive Detail and are going to be there again, close to my heart. And of course, Alpha UK, uh, it being after Goodwood Festival of Speed in June, uh, we're still hopeful to have uh, a lot of their equipment and so on available and probably on a bigger scale than we had last time even. So we're We'll be doing our very best to get some Tenales there, but let's see how we go on that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be marginal, isn't it? We'll talk about Tenale again a, a little yeah. bit later on. But so, just from a, an events director perspective, you know, mm. you mentioned Stanford Hall earlier on, and we were there for what 15, 20 years, something like yeah. that. And and years. and there's a real balance between a venue that's central and everybody likes and and is easy mm. to get to and and has things that people like there, mm. and ringing the changes and making it different every yeah. year so do you see us being at, at Bista for another 15 years or <laughs> are we going to be on the move again I don't think so I think I think three 
meetings there in relatively quick succession. It's probably time for us to have a change next time. We've already got some feelers out for uh, and ideas uh, coming together for somewhere different in 2023. Uh, but it is a super venue and it's, it's got a great scalability to it. So that, that's key. And again, we wherever possible, we don't want to have to limit the number of tickets. We, we had to it um, early for a number of, of reasons, where possibly we want to keep that, that figure as high as possible, being realistic. And that's one of those that can do it. I mean, this year we've got some superb stately homes. It's nice for us, I think, to have a variety across the country. This one being very much a motoring venue. Uh, there's other museum sites like Bewley and Gaydon that we use for different things with supercar museums for, for car fanatics to enjoy. But it's nice to have the family-centred operations too, like farm parks, as we did with Northern Alpha Day last year, Cotswold Alpha Day this year. And uh, and again, the stately homes, people, people love them. Yeah. And again, we've got a great deal of positive feedback from Spring Alpha Day on people enjoying their time at Burley. Although it was fairly expensive at £20 a ticket, that got two adults in and it meant you could go back as many times as you liked for free for the, for the next 12 months. So it, this is the kind of thing that you, you, you do as a balancing act when you're choosing a venue is, is to have that variety that will appeal for people. And I know one of the things that you've talked about over the last couple of years is is doing things at, at motor racing circuits and some of the, the challenges mm-hmm. that that faces. But a week after National Alpha Day, uh, and this one isn't strictly a club event, although we do have a big uh, official presence there, is Festival Italia at Brands. Yeah. That's another one of my favourites and another multi-mart Italian car, bike and scooter event. Yeah. And, and yeah, that... That one was fully booked within hours of yeah. of the dates being announced, as it, it always is. But people can still go along and, and park in the main car park and go and have a look round the cars that are on display if they've missed out on, yeah. on display tickets. And I think one of the things I'm looking forward to is they've always had a really good kind of Italian village of, of trade stores from, you know, pizza and pasta places, yeah. all, all sorts of, of Italian produce. And that, that was scaled back hugely over the last two events because of, of COVID. But I think that that's going to be back. There's mm-hmm. there's an opportunity to take your car around Brands Hatch in the in the track parade at the end of the day, which is is kind of they they start organising it by mark, but then that all falls apart as they actually get out on track. So you, know, you could find yourself between a Ferrari and a Lamborghini as you go around the around the circuit. I've had I've had that a few times over the years at uh, different track days, and uh, the Italia magazine used to organise some good ones many moons ago at Donington Park and. Uh, and also at Gaydon when it was when when the track was available, that's that's a lot of fun when you get mixed up. Well, it's nice to give the the Ferrari and Lamborghini owners an alpha to look at rather than <laughs> exactly. And and of course, alongside all of that, there's a, a full race program including double headers from the the Alfa Romeo Championship mm-hmm. and a double header from the HRDC Classic Alpha Challenge. So lots of good on track action as well as the the show and shine and the uh, yeah. the village another good bit of variety and then we've got a little bit of a gap nearly a month to the to the next club event which is southern alpha day uh, which is on the 3rd of september that's back at ambley heritage museum where we were in 2015 i think and that's another great venue it's if you haven't been there it's a sort of industrial heritage museum so it celebrates kind of manufacturing and industry in in the south over the period from just before the industrial revolution, really. Mm-hmm. The parking display is, is throughout the village. So the cars are spread out amongst the, the exhibits and the, uh, the buildings on the, on the site. There's a, a narrow gauge railway and 
the last time I went, I was unfortunately parked in a corner behind a couple of Grundon bins. <laughs> but that that's my own fault for turning up in a Ferrari California. So they <laughs> they put me out of the way from all the all the proper cars. Oh dear, I like it. <laughs> And then a week after that, probably um, Northern Alpha Day. That's right. So uh, we say probably that the the venue is uh, is all but booked at Lotherton Hall near Leeds, another uh, beautiful country house that also has a bird garden, so something slightly different for people to enjoy. We're just finalising um, with Nicholas Williamson, the Yorkshire Section Secretary, and and his team there. We're just finalising the date. It's it's possible that it's going to be a bit later in September. The, the venue's got a few uh, things up its sleeve with potentially with some other uh, operations, but we'll get that date uh, confirmed as soon as possible. But again, it's lovely to bring back that name Northern Alpha Day as well. It always used to be on the calendar for well, 20, 30 years in, in my, my lifetime as a, as, a, as a club member. And it means we'll... Um, We'll get some involvement, not just from Yorkshire section, but the guys over in the northwest Lancashire and so on too. And I think I think that's important because you know you've, we've reeled off a load of stuff here, and it's not just a, a dedicated events team that's making these happen. It is area sections. Spring Alpha Day was down to Lincolnshire and East Midlands sections making it work on the gate, doing all the marshalling, the, the pre-event prep, and so on. You know, none of these would work without that involvement. So a big thank you from me, from everybody who gets involved in events across all, all levels in the club, as it were. It's, it just couldn't happen without you. I know there'll still be people in on the far end of the Cornish Peninsula and north of Aberdeen who, who have to travel a, a yes. reasonable distance. But yes. Southwest Alpha Day is on the, the Devon-Dorset border, and we've got yeah. events pretty much spread out all the way up to Edinburgh. So uh, some everybody should have an event somewhere near them yes with winning a drive and uh, you're in a car club enjoy driving your car to that event absolutely <laughs> that's that's part of it for me always has been so we talked about the the kind of traditional show and shine events there's a couple of other things happening obviously we always have a, a club presence at the silverstone classic so there'll be a display yeah. area alongside the racing there and we've got the nec classic car show towards the end of the year we've got mm-hmm. a couple of slightly different things coming up this year we've got a couple of track days at kerbera um, i think the first one is sold out pretty close to being sold out yeah. Um, and then two more in July and July, August. July and August, yeah. So I've, I've just fresh back from one yesterday, actually, uh, which was the, where East Midlands section had booked it. Glorious sunshine all day. Fantastic selection of 20 varied varied cars there. I mean, it's a 0.9 of a mile circuit, but uh, there were three guys who'd not done it before on it, and they they came to me afterwards. I was just checking everything's okay. So the, John, it was just superb fun. Uh, and not just the fact that you could take your car around, you're on your own. So there's no Subaru up your chuff as you can get on some track days. You know, there's no pressure from that angle. You're on track for maybe, you know, five or eight minutes tops. So you're not thrashing your car to death. And there's just a real sense of camaraderie in the paddock. paddock. Part of the best fun was actually having a ride with a pal as passenger in their car just to see what they're like. So, you know, I've had a yet another 4C fix, a 1750 GTV fix, a 1750 Berlin fix and oh my goodness it's just just a superb day really yeah, it's, really it's almost the, as well as a track day it's the ultimate blagger ride yeah, 100% yeah and never be afraid of asking if you go on one and um, this year we've been able to keep the cost down to you know just over 40 quid for a full day's entertainment yeah just brilliant well when you compare that to a, a proper circuit you, you're looking 
you know, normally oh, yeah. at it's, minimum it's of 150 and probably closer to 300 it's quid nothing. for most and, most full track days. And even with 20 cars there, you, you, everybody had more than enough goes. They, they genuinely did. So you, you get your money's worth out of it. You really do. Super place, central in the country. If you've not booked, I do recommend this. Really, really good. The other place we've, we've, or the other event we've hinted about, but haven't quite got to yet, is the Goodwood Festival of Speed, which is not that far away. So it's the 23rd to the 26th of June. Not a club event in any traditional sense. And, you know, there's no club stand, there's no club display. Um, but what there will be this year for the for the first time for people to see, I think both static and on the on the hill climb, is Tonale. Exactly. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of people looking forward to physically seeing that car. I'm expecting a, quite a buzz around it. And certainly talking to Damien Daly, boss of Alpha UK, he's really keen for there to be a super display on for everyone to see. Stellantis are right behind that car. Obviously, it's the one that it's Alpha's first foray into electrification. The initial cars we'll see here are going to be the, the mild hybrid, but with the more powerful plug-in hybrid to come next, probably back end of this year. Realistically, UK, early next. Yeah, we might see it this year but nobody will exactly no, nobody yeah, will get the keys handed to them until probably correct. january january february correct i think it'll be really really terrific to see and, and as part of that we're we're also going to be very soon announcing a competition for club members to be able to win a pair of tickets for goodwood festival on i believe it's the saturday so it'll be a full one of the full-on days rather, rather than a preview day and details of that will be announced very soon. Brilliant. And I, that's part of our, I think, increasingly close relationship with, with Alpha UK. 100%, yeah. And, and there's a couple of other areas that we're working with that we'd, we'd like members help with. The, the first one is um, we're on the search for a, a family. Um, so mm. we're, we're trying to find a, a multi-generational Alfa Romeo family. So ideally a, a grandparent, a parent and a child, or maybe... You're a cousin or a nephew or an uncle, but at least three generations of, of alpha enthusiasts within yeah. the same family. We can't say why yet, um, <laughs> but we're going to do, do something special for them if we can track them down. Yeah. So if you if you are in a family like that or you know of one, drop me a line at editor at arock-uk.com and, uh, and we'll let you know more details probably in a in a future podcast or maybe the next issue of the magazine. I've been racking my brains to think of some. Loads, think of, of, loads of two loads generation of, ones. Exactly, exactly. Two gen all over the place. Yeah. But maybe we'll have somebody that maybe had an alpha sud in the 70s and then it's cascaded over the next two generations. Yeah. Hopefully there'll be something out there. <laughs> and I, I guess, yeah, given the, given the context of why we're looking, which we're, we're keeping secret, yeah. you know, if, if, if there's a two generation family where... Um, the previous generation was uh, an alpha enthusiast, but sadly no longer with us. That mm. we'd love to hear from you as well. But yeah. it's it, it's about that inheritance of the alpha virus, if you like, tra- genetic transmission of the alpha virus. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's gone it's gone into two layers from me so far. So, but we're yeah. not quite on the third yet. <laughs> Mine, mine seems to have skipped a generation. So my grandson's a big fan. Although there you go. <laughs> I, I was going to say at three, he's not got his own alpha, but he has. He's got a, a battery-powered four C. Fantastic. I think there might be quite a few of those about there. I know they <laughs> sold a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. And then the other interesting thing we're doing with alpha, and you'll get more details of both of these in the 
the Notitario newsletter, which comes out in a week or so, is we're looking for your opinion on the best driving roads in the world. So I'll take you through the list of candidates in a minute. But before we do that, I just thought I'd ask you what your your favourite driving roads are. So I've had a, I've had a glimpse at the list that Alpha uh, are suggesting, and sadly I've been close to a couple of those, but not physically <laughs> on them. So probably my favourites, uh, the B6047 from Market <laughs> Harbour to Melton Mowbray, but I don't think that's on their list. It's, it's not, no. Maybe it needs a snappier name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we could come up with something like the Bilsden Bypass or something. I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> not quite the, the cachet of the Stelvio. No. <laughs> No, and I, I think my my favourite UK roads. So there's obviously some great roads up in in Scotland and yeah. uh, and North Wales. But one of my favourite is the the roads over the top of the Brecon Beacons around Penderyn in in Wales in South Wales, yes. which are fantastic. Which is where we shot the the Stelvio uh, review when we had the Stelvio yeah. Quadrifoglio a couple of years ago. They're just yeah. fantastic roads, provided provided the roads aren't covered in sheep as you come across a, a blind <laughs> yeah. bend. My now my now wife wondered why I always like to go on holiday to North Wales and you know Conway and so on but uh, when we had an Alfasud and it, it was mainly because of just going back a few miles in the mountains <laughs> yeah marvellous as I said we'll, we'll have all the details and, and how you can vote in the in, in the next newsletter just a, a sample from the list I won't go through the whole list the Stelvio Pass is, is an obvious one to be on there mm-hmm. Great Ocean Road in Australia uh, which I think technically I have driven a, a very small section of but not enough to uh, to form an opinion. The Transfiguro, I can't even say it. The, <laughs> the, the road that Clarkson thinks is the best road in the world in Romania. Oh, yes. Which, uh, when you see the picture, if you haven't seen it before, when you see the picture on the survey form, it does look amazing. I remember the show they did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was one of, one of Ceausescu's great follies, wasn't it? Because the, the last section of it's only, only actually open for about a week in the summer because the weather's yes, so bad. That's the one. That's the one. The Julier Pass in Switzerland, which is a cracker. Route 66, which, uh, again, I have driven bits of Route 66, mm-hmm. uh, both uh, the original road and the the bits that have replaced it. Yeah. I think Route 66 is probably more about the the things you see while you're driving along it rather than actually mm-hmm. being a great driving road. Yeah. Although there are some there are some nice twisty bits in, in places. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Amalfi Coast Road in Italy. Yeah, spectacular. Which I think is... Uh, the pronounceable Transalpina Pass in Romania. Uh, yeah. I know we, we actually have a couple of Romanian members, so if somebody can um, can give us a pronunciation guide to Transfagarasan <laughs> Pass, that would be fantastic. <laughs> and then a few closer to home, the Ring of Kerry in Ireland, which again I've driven parts of, but but not all of. And the the absolutely spectacular Milford Sound Highway in New Zealand, which mm. is I, I think that. That should be on everybody's bucket list. Maybe that's just me. So anyway, yeah. the idea is that we'll uh, we'll send you out a link to the list of 20 roads and we'd like you to rank your 10 favourites out of the 20. And again, details in the next newsletter, but there will be a pretty spectacular prize. That's a pretty busy year. I think probably the next time... Um, Next time you and I will be together will be Mitcar on the 19th of June. So uh, yeah, before forward to seeing to that you then. One. It's Father's Day, but so all fathers should demand that they go there as, as recognition for the hard work they do all year. Thanks for taking the time to go through those. And um, I'm sure we're, we're all looking forward to seeing lots of members in lots of venues around the country. Thanks, John. Great. Thanks, Guy. Because of the sheer number of events over the next couple of weeks and the Jubilee Bank holidays, We're going to take a slightly longer break than normal and we'll be back in three weeks' time on Sunday the 12th of May. 
Episode 59 will be available to download from 1.30pm from all the usual places, plus a few new ones, including TuneIn Radio and Samsung Podcasts. Until then, stay safe. Stay safe.